On today's show, Lily Brown soft launches her new man, Michael Finch breaks silence on friendship breakdown with Sky Wheatley, Molly May gives baby name clues, and the much-anticipated Hayley Bieber interview. Hello and welcome to Outspoken. It's your dose of the hottest influencer and pop culture news twice a week. I'm Kate Torbert and I've just finished penning a very angry email. (laughs) So for those who have been following along at home, I am going through a bit of a skin journey where I'm trying to get rid of my pigmentation. And I have gone through this whole course of chemical pill treatments Mm. only to find out from my new dermatologist that I should never have been recommended them. Basically, you found out that they're a load of shit for what you need done. Yeah, my dermatologist is like, well, your freckles are actually a lot deeper and there's no way any chemical peel is going to lift them you need IPL laser and that is what I actually went in and asked this skin clinic for in the first place I think where you went wrong was not going to a dermatologist first so that's probably a bit of a tip for the listeners well I thought they were dermatologists they touted themselves as having doctors and nurses on board but yeah I highly recommend going to a dermatologist I also got my skin check and it was all good so again just a reminder for everyone to do the same so Kate will we see updates after you've been lasered because I watched a vlog the other day and Sophie and I have had laser ourselves. It's extreme. I kind of want to follow along. It's excruciating pain. It's probably the worst thing I've ever done in my whole life. It depends if there's good results. Maybe I'll share it once I have really nice clear skin. (laughs) But it's a bit different now, isn't it? They've kind of modernized the process because Amy and I had it done probably five years ago and we didn't have any numbing cream and we came out we looked horrendous. We did. Well, I'll keep you guys updated. I think it is still going to be painful. Well, I'm Amy Torber and I've got a painful experience of my own coming up over the weekend because Dale and I have stupidly organized our engagement party at our house and there is so much to do. So, uh, again, what do you mean? it's not this weekend though. No, no, it's not. But the whole backyard needs to, like the pergola needs to be painted. There's so much that needs to be done. I don't mean to be, I told you so again, mm. but we did point out that it might be a bit difficult well, and a bit of a quick time frame to move around. Dale and I are literally the same person. We thrive off this kind of time. Yeah, time you need line. the pressure. Is that Except right? Except you're a little bit both disorganized. Yeah. Like you have these big hopes, <laughs> but not really the skills to execute them because my hen's party is the first weekend of November. Oh, then yeah. we've got, you've got a work thing on the following weekend. And then that weekend then is your engagement party. I know that's why oh I'm going to be, it's a long weekend. So I'm going to be in that backyard. We're also going to be painting the kitchen. There's there's so well, much you, going on. Do you really need to paint the kitchen? Yes. Like, I think you need to prioritize you guys this. Yes. Focus on the stupidest stuff. I mean, I came over and you've got these boxes of Christmas lights ready for to deck out the backyard <laughs> for the party. And it's like, I don't think that's the number one priority. My theme is white and gold. Okay. So well, if you need any help, let us know. I just feel like if you have a backyard and maybe it doesn't look amazing, if you've got gold lights, everything mm, looks good. Or if it's dark as well, yeah. you can hide a lot of things. Well, I'm Sophie Torbert and I'm also planning my engagement party, but I don't want to be rushed off my feet that day. So I've booked in a venue by the beach and I oh, think I'm, do- I'm doing the complete opposite <laughs> to you, Amy. I think yeah. it'd be much more chilled out. Well, I was the most low-key because I didn't have an engagement <laughs> party because I got proposed to at our housewarming. So Reese said that was an engagement party, which Ma- it wasn't. But Maybe we'll have to do a reel on your engagement party and then a reel on mine and ask the listeners which one they would have preferred to have gone I to. I do want some help from the <laughs> listeners, though, because I only found out about my location, which is a surf lifesaving club, because I saw this Adelaide influencer having her engagement yeah. party there. So you were influenced. Heavily. Yeah, I was influenced. And um, it's funny, I said to the guy, oh, I saw it on this girl's page. He's like, oh my God, we've had so many requests since <laughs> her. But when I stepped inside the venue, I was like, 
this looks completely different because she had this really cool curtain set up over all, you know, surf lifesaving clubs, mm. how they have all the awards up. Yeah, you so don't I'm, really want that one. I'm trying well. to look for some curtains, but I don't know where to get them from. Can someone send me through Ooh, some suggestions? She would have hired them. Yeah. Yeah, she hired them, but I'm so lost at, you know, because there's sheer mm. ones. There's just so many to pick from. So if anyone's planned an engagement party and has them, I was tempted to reach out to this girl, but I'm mm. not going to. And I would appreciate if you guys respect both of our privacy, but basically, yes, I am single right now. So this week, a very juicy DM dropped into our inbox. So one of our listeners has reached out and they said that they spotted former couple Madison Woolley and Jonathan Sauer out having dinner together. (laughs) Now, this lovely listener sent us photo as proof so she actually went up to the couple and were like oh can i have a photo with Mm -hmm. you guys the couple kate you're getting ahead of yourself former couple well it seems like things are back on together so this was on the 11th of september and apparently they had been out to a rugby match together and were having dinner and drinks at a pub and they seemed very couple i'm sorry i can't imagine madison woolley just going out with a friend to a rugby match you only go to a boring sporting match like that with the guy well especially your ex-boyfriend as well it's not just you know it's obviously (laughs) some history going on i would actually like to see these two back together i want to see more content with them i want to see their vlogs i think they're stronger together i think they're more of a brand together so just for a little bit of a timeline madison announced that she had broken up with jonathan back in july 2021 now she made this announcement just before sydney and new south wales went into a big lockdown which seems like it would have been a bit of a mistake to uh, break up with your boyfriend Mm. then and it seemed like the couple were very on and off for quite a while i think they kind of ended things that appears early this year who could forget our episode on the man in the mirror exactly there were a lot of clues that these two were together so i'm wondering if they're going to start dropping clues now yeah because they were caught together as you say amy during lockdown so jonathan was in the background whilst (laughs) madison was making two cocktails for the two of them to enjoy whilst they were stuck inside. But what about this guy Moody? Because he was rumoured to be dating Sky. And remember in an episode of Madison's podcast, Girl Code, she spoke about running into Jonathan whilst he was on a date just before she went away to Europe. Yeah, so Jonathan and Sky did seem like they were a bit of a couple. So Mm. he lives in Sydney and Sky lives in Queensland. So he went across for the weekend and they were sharing pictures out and about on this sort of date day. They went to an adventure park and they went on a helicopter ride. So it seemed like things were looking pretty good for them. They also went to the Stax event together because yes, they were yeah. spotted in the second row by, I think it was Sofa Dofa accidentally exposed them <laughs> there together because they didn't share that they were together. Yeah. They've actually, they've only done the little soft launch thing. They haven't appeared in one another's feeds. Yeah. So things seem to be pretty good between those guys. However, when you have a look through Sky's Instagram feed, Jonathan hasn't liked her photos since August 30th. And then she shared a very telling post on the 3rd of September. So she was wearing this black leotard and she wrote the caption, more than you can handle with a black flag emoji. Now, I had a look at Jonathan's page and Sky hadn't liked anything since the 6th of September, which kind of fits this timeline mm. of him seeing Madison out on the 11th of September. However, she threw a spanner in the works and has confused me because Sky liked one of Jonathan's most recent reels. And in the reel, he is sipping on champagne, having lunch at a winery with the caption out of office for the weekend. And this post has Madison Woolley all over it. Oh, and yes. I'm pretty sure she is eating with him. So is Sky Moody <laughs> liking the post to be like, fuck you, I know what's going on? Mm. Or is she oblivious? She might be blissfully unaware because I feel like this is taking a bit of detective work and a bit of sleuths coming into the DM. She but, might not know what's going on if well, she's living in Brisbane. I don't it might know. be 
I don't I don't really feel like her and Jonathan were officially an item. I feel like it was a bit yeah, of fun. Yeah, but you can tell things are on the rocks when people aren't liking each other's photos yeah. and previously they'd been liking every mm. other post. Another interesting element is that Madison and Jonathan aren't following each other on Instagram. Ooh. I feel like Madison's the sort of person that would have seen Jonathan with a new love interest and gone, I want him back because we know she's the one who broke up with him. Well, people always look better when they're with someone else. Yeah. And she saw him, as you said earlier, right before she went to Europe. And after listening to her recount of her European holiday, because she had pumped it up as, oh, I'm going to hook up with all these hot guys overseas. One, she either was missing Jonathan and regretting her decision, or two, realized that maybe there aren't better guys out there Mm. because she seemed pretty disappointed with the lack of talent that was available on this European holiday. The thing that will be tough for Madison to come back from is the fact that she has shit canned him on her podcast because she didn't fully go into a lot of details, but there's been a lot of, oh, my ex did this and my ex did that. It's kind of like when you slag your ex off to a friend and Mm. then you have to admit, oh, actually, I've taken him back. I don't think Caitlin will be happy because Caitlin sounds like she hates his guts. Mm. Well, talking about Caitlin, recently on their podcast, Girl Code, Madison has been talking about how she's actually been on a date with one of Caitlin's partner's friends. Mm. So I wonder how that is all going to work because, again, there was a time when Madison was talking a lot about this roster of guys that she'd put together. But once she was back to Europe, she was saying that she wasn't dating anymore and focusing on herself. Mm. So I feel like there's something fishy going yeah, on. Yeah, well, She's also heading to America soon and she's been talking about, is it Mr. – not Mr. Bottles, it's Mr. Mr. LA. Mr. LA that she's meeting up with. So it's clearly from Raya. Yeah, of course. But yeah, I wonder how that would go because it would be tough trying to get back together from a fractured relationship. I mean, they broke up probably three or four times already. Tell me if I'm wrong. Didn't she get a trip for Jonathan or something for his birthday to America? Is that maybe... Oh, maybe okay. they've rekindled something well, so maybe they've got they, someone to travel with. Maybe they were both still planning on using the tickets or something. As if she's going to go hook up with Mr. LA while she's on a trip <gasps> with her ex-boyfriend, though. Only time will tell. I feel like we won't be hearing about what's actually going on until probably six months after yeah. it's happened, though, on the podcast. This has got a lot of Sammy Robinson Jordan vibes happening mm. because remember they kept getting spotted out and none of them would say actually what was going on. So if any other listeners have any juicy details for us, <laughs> send them in. <laughs> We are now back from our day out. I've had a quick shower. I've also had a little nap whilst they were, um, Zoe, Danny and Tommy, they went to the gym and I and trained and obviously I stayed on the bed eating chocolate biscuits and watching a film, obviously. Then I fell asleep for an hour as well. It was just really, just what I needed. Since announcing her pregnancy on Sunday, Molly May Haig has revealed more baby news. After hiding her baby bump for over five months, the former Love Islander is ready to share her pregnancy journey with her followers. Kate, what do we know so far? Well, Molly was kind enough to put up a Q&A box on her Insta story and said she was going to answer a whole bunch of questions in a new YouTube video. However, she gave fans what they were looking for and, and answered a couple of the questions. So someone asked Molly if it's been hard to hide her pregnancy. And she said strangely it wasn't. So her aim was to hide it for five months. And she said that she was able to exceed that five months. So I'm guessing she's around the six month mark. Now, someone asked also if they have done any baby shopping and I thought it was quite cute Molly was saying that they've really wanted to but of course if they get spotted in a baby section by the paparazzi there's going to be heaps of stories about it so she said that her and Tommy have sort of snuck into the baby section and have loudly talked about oh we're getting this for your cousin's baby shower just so they can have a look at what's around 
Now, Molly also said that she's been lucky that she hasn't had any sickness during her pregnancy. She said she had a little bit of nausea. However, during her first trimester, she was able to fix this by just having a lot of snacks and meals. That's probably why she's been able to keep it a secret for so long, though, because if you look at Martha Califatitis, I'm yeah. sure they would have wanted to keep that a secret for a bit longer. I did find her approach to the pregnancy quite interesting in regards of her YouTube because she was asked if she filmed breaking the announcement to her friends or family. And she said that it felt a little bit unnatural to do that. And I kind of like that because when I have seen YouTubers in the past, you know, setting up the camera and getting everyone crying, I don't know, I found it a bit cringe because I feel like that's a really personal moment. Yeah, it all seems a little bit contrived. I It was interesting though hearing that because she spoke about how she did actually film Tommy's response. However, she was saying that she wasn't able to film her friends and family's responses because she was still coming to terms with the news and couldn't actually comprehend what was happening. So I do wonder if the pregnancy was a surprise. Mm. It sounds like it was. Do we reckon that she was pregnant when they were in New York? Was that the start of the, oh, that's probably too long ago, actually. Was, They've been on so many overseas holidays. Yeah, it's hard it's to really keep hard up. To, no, because remember there was that really cute shot of them in New York yeah. where they were just kissing and, like, enjoying each other's company. Yeah. And everyone's like, is this an engagement announcement? <laughs> the thing, though, that threw me off a little bit was that Molly said – so someone asked her, like, when did you find out you were pregnant? Mm-hmm. And she said she was literally one day late on her period and decided to take a test, and she just happened to have a test mm-hmm. in her bathroom drawer. And she said that her period is so regular and on point that she – thought something was happening but she didn't feel any differently and that night she had to end up going to sleep without telling Tommy because she wanted to work out a nice way to tell him in the morning wow that would be so tough I usually tell Brandon everything I feel like I couldn't keep news like that oh my God, you couldn't if, tell if somebody if one of us told you we were pregnant everybody in the world would know by the next day you cannot keep <laughs> broadcasted on the podcast what I loved was Molly did drop some clues about baby names so she said that her and Tommy have had names picked out for a boy and a girl since the day they met and that they're sticking with them now I immediately thought of the baby challenge on Love Island oh yeah so for those who don't watch Love Island every year the couples have to look after a like baby doll that cries it's sort of like a high school experiment and usually the couples will name the baby so I'm going to throw to a clip of the baby names that they spoke about name I'm, I'm gonna go I've always wanted a uh... A Tommy Junior. Tommy Junior. TJ. Yeah, TJ. Little baby TJ. I do quite like the name Mayo. Mayonnaise yeah. for short for mayonnaise. I mean, we've got to think of ways. You know, his, his career in school is he going to get bullied with that. TJ Fury. Yeah. TJ Fury. <laughs> Surely they're not going to call it Mayo and TJ. Well, I could more see Tommy Junior. Is but, Mayo a real name? No, she's like Mayo, like mayonnaise. I'm like, oh, I, they, surely not. But they said, oh, we've been talking about this name from the first moment we met. Does anyone remember? Because they met in a hot tub on Love Island. Yeah, Was but they, they didn't they, they air, didn't air every yeah. conversation. So what is everyone predicting they're going to name their baby? Well, I think it could be Tommy Jr. if it's a boy. Like, that would not surprise me at all. Maybe instead of TJ, it would be PLT. But it seems to be a thing in the UK where they will call their firstborn son after them because we've been listening to the Sam and Billy show who are from TOWIE and – they're like, oh, little Paul and big Paul. Yeah. So it'll be little Tommy, I feel like. Maybe little Tommy and little Ellie Belly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Molly May's daughter may have a hyphenated name like her. So maybe it's Mayo something. Molly Mayo. Molly Mayo. <laughs> so we woke up this morning and George is like, oh, my lips sort of feel a little bit swollen. 
Now, Georgie Stevens has shared a rather hilarious video of an allergic reaction she had this week. Now, I feel really sorry for her, um, but I've got to note that she was laughing about it. So I feel like we can have a laugh now. So basically, Georgie used to have a childhood allergy to prawns and she thought she'd grown out of it. So she ate them the other night. And she woke up saying to her husband, oh, my lips feel a bit puffy. And he's filmed what she looks like. And let's, let's throw to the clip of his reaction to her. <laughs> Stop. Babe, I'm literally shooting today for Kate. It's not funny. My gosh, they did, did she go to hospital? That's next level. No, so the worst part is she was actually meant to be a model in a photo shoot oh. for her husband's sister's swimwear maternity range. So she did give an update saying that her lips had gone down. She said it was kind of good that she's not complaining because it looks like she's had a bit of juicy Botox. <laughs> I remember having an allergic reaction at work and I'd eaten some pine nuts, but I didn't know I was – I, I, I don't even still know if I'm allergic to them. And I remember because our uncles are doctors, so I rung my uncle and he thought I was having a panic attack and he was just <laughs> about to call an ambulance. I'm like, no, no, like it's actually my lips are swelling. It's like you can't take this away from me. You cannot take away – my happiness, my relationship, my business, my career, like you just, you can't. On Wednesday, Call Her Daddy dropped its much-anticipated interview with Hayley Bieber, where she finally addressed long-standing rumours that Justin Bieber cheated on Selena Gomez with her. So, Amy, let's get straight into those cheating rumours. What was said? Because I mm. haven't really kept up to date. I feel like this is a sort of Gen Z, young millennial yeah, thing. Yeah, I feel like I've never been one to sort of ship the whole Selena and Justin romance. But when you actually go back and look at the timeline, it is very interesting. And you can kind of see why these fans were so invested in their relationship. So just to give context, Justin and Selena dated on and off again for eight years. So this was between 2010 and 2018. So fans were very quick to stand this relationship and they became very heavily invested in it. So in late 2014, Justin and Selena officially broke up and Justin began sharing a series of Instagram posts on vacation with Hayley, but he claimed they were just friends. So I think this is when Selena's fans sort of started feeling a bit off about Hayley Bieber. So this is where all the hate started. Yeah. And it's so, so crazy that it was 2014, eight years ago. I know. So then in 2016, there was a blow up online between Justin and Selena. So I do not remember this at all. But basically, Justin shared a photo of himself with Sophia Ritchie and fans began to send him hate because obviously they wanted him to be with Selena. I didn't realize that Sophia Ritchie was involved in this because she yeah. also dated Scott Disick. Yeah, I actually forgot about this too. So Justin threatened fans on Instagram. He said, I'm going to make my Instagram private if you guys don't stop the hate. He said, this is getting out of hand. If you guys are really fans, you wouldn't be so mean to people that I like. Selena then weighed in and wrote, if you can't handle the hate, then stop posting pictures of your girlfriend. Laugh out loud. It should be special between you two only. Don't be mad at your fans. They love you and supported you before anyone ever did. Good on Selena. Justin responded, it's funny to see people that used me for attention and still try to point the finger this way. So Selena ended up going on Snapchat and apologizing for her comments. See, after listening to Hayley Bieber's interview on Call Her Daddy, 
I can see how she would be annoyed by Selena almost egging fans on. Well, that's kind of what it seems like, that she has sort of been fueling the fire a little bit with the fans. So I'm just sorry, but if you were in that situation and you had all these fans behind you who oh, were going to yeah. support you, would you not lay the boot in slightly when you've potentially been cheated do on? You know, do you know what her fans are called, by the way? No. You know how there's like the Believers? Yeah, no, what are hers? are the Selenonators. Oh, oh that's God. very lame. <laughs> that's not a good one. Yeah. So... Just getting back to the timeline, Selena then dated The Weeknd for 10 months before she was spotted back with Justin Bieber in 2017. And then fans got really excited because in February of 2018, Selena attended Justin's father's wedding in Jamaica. And she also shared an Instagram post dedicated to Justin's birthday in March. So everybody assumed they were back together. Then fast forward to July 2018 and fans were left shocked when Hayley and Justin announced their engagement. They then married in September of that same year. Wow, I did not realize this was so quick. So four months after Mm. Selena was at Justin's dad's wedding and wishing him a happy birthday, they got engaged and then got married a month later. Yeah. What the hell? And so subsequently, all of these Jelena fans were furious and they directed all of their anger at Hayley because obviously she was labeled as a homewrecker and they'd spoiled this illusion of this romance between Selena and Justin. It's crazy putting that timeline into perspective because I suppose a lot of us that aren't you know when you've got lives and aren't completely invested in what's going on like I just remember seeing them getting married and they just looked like the most beautiful couple mm, like yeah. I remember it was just all about Haley and what she looked like and that she's just this style icon yeah so let's get into what Haley said about that time so in the interview with Alex Cooper she flat out denied cheating with Justin she said I can say period point blank I was never with him when he was in a relationship with anybody That's the end of it. She also acknowledged the controversy surrounding the timeline of their engagement, saying, I understand how it looked from the outside, and there's a lot of perception there, but that was a situation where I know for a fact that it was the right thing for them to close that door, she said. I did feel like there was a little bit of shade in this interview because Haley went on to say that she thought Justin's decision to end his relationship with Selena was the most healthy, mature decision he could make. The thing is, though, when I saw this interview promoted online, I was like, oh, yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just knew that Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez do not like each other. So I was mm. like, there are going to be some amazing, juicy details. But I feel like for the whole interview, firstly, it was odd that they never named Selena. They kept saying her and she and Justin's ex, which I think was a little bit disrespectful. But then again, I can also understand it because then Selena would come out and be like, could you stop using my name? Get get my name out of your mouth. I feel for Hayley though. Can you imagine having this ex following you around the whole time? I feel like she said a lot without saying anything. Because the fact that she firstly wouldn't name her and then she sort of, it was kind of like she was threatening things but never yeah. actually said them. It was like, oh, well, I was going to come out at this point and say this. And, yeah, I wish I, could, this. I wish I could tell the truth about what happened. Well, isn't what that, this, this interview is about? Yeah, please do. <laughs> do you guys reckon more was said but then it had to be cut out? No, maybe? I don't think so. She seemed like she seemed very controlled in what she was saying. She came across as very intelligent and very well-spoken it was quite clear that she had a plan of everything that she was going to say. I did think towards the end, there was this segment where Alex was discussing her and Justin's sex life. Mm. And it seemed almost as if she had a gun to her head because she did (laughs) not want to answer any of the questions. She really had to push him. She's like, look, I'll say the words and you just say yes or no. Oh, wow. Because Hayley basically said, she's like, I feel really cringe talking about this because I know my parents are going to listen. Fair enough. But for those, we will summarize what she basically said. 
She said because everyone wants to know. She said her favorite sex position is doggy style. She prefers nighttime sex over morning sex. She's not interested in having a threesome. So there we go. But that's the thing. She's clever enough to know that even if she just says yes to something or one word responses, that is going to formulate a huge media article, which is also why she knew that if she said these few comments about Selena Gomez, she would still be able to get her point out there by being quite measured and controlled in what she said. I don't think it particularly looked very good on her because normally you would think that she would use this interview to potentially touch on those rumors and the speculation for maybe a couple of questions and then talk about amazing things that she's got coming up or things about her life that we may not have heard. But literally, I would say... 80% 80% of the mm. interview was just about Selena Gomez. But that's what everyone like, wants to But I feel like it was almost a PR effort because I feel like she's copying so much hate even now. So four years on from this, from their marriage, she's copying hate from Selena Gomez. But all this going to do is just you know make more hate well there's so much controversy at the moment surrounding her skincare brand because there's been threats of her being sued for having the same name as another business and also people are comparing her skincare brand to millie bobby brown and saying it's very similar so maybe she's trying to move people away from that and get some sympathy around how her mental health was affected by the whole ordeal yeah well she did talk about her mental health and reading between the lines she did state that she was a little bit suicidal but then I kind of was confused. I don't know how you felt about this, guys, but she was talking about how she tells herself that there are people way worse off than her. But then she said she was working with her psychologist to allow her to actually say that she can feel bad. I I mean, I know what she meant because people would look at her life and go, you've got everything. What the hell are you complaining about? So I feel like that was an internal struggle for her to go, well, I am feeling shit and I am allowed to feel shit regardless of how privileged I am. What I found interesting though, was she said she had spoken to her therapist about feeling like she's been constantly compared to others. Mm. And obviously that's stemming from constantly being compared to Selena Gomez. And she said she had this instinctive feeling of wanting to be liked by people. Mm. Do you know what's crazy to me? Because from someone that is not a stan of any of these people, I just think that so many people are trying to be like Hayley Bieber. Mm. Like I've seen so many people with those like frosted donut fingernails. Like I want them glazed nails. I want them just because she's got them. The boyfriend blazers. You know, the fashion, Mm. her very cool. Yeah, she's the total it girl. And it's so ironic that she thinks that people are comparing her to say Selena Gomez where I think she is just an absolute icon at the moment I feel like no one really talks much about Selena Gomez other than her stand not to compare them both no not to compare them both both say one's better than the other but it's quite ironic that I feel like she is the it girl of the moment and she's feeling Mm. like that do you know what I think it is I think it's this subculture of the internet where there were these believers and these seleninators who are coming together and you know for example on tiktok i often see these videos that these obsessive fans make where they really romanticize something so whether it's a tv show in this case it's obviously justin and selena and they're so fixated on these people coming back together and it's just based on this perception that they had this perfect relationship and they should be together but they won't acknowledge that it's now Justin and Haley. I think are it's together. a lot of teens because they don't yeah. perhaps have for their own relationship, so they but live not, through these couples. But they wouldn't be teens because they've been dating for since 2010. These are like people in their 30s. A little walnut milk. Walnut milk. Nut milk. Influencer and sleepwear entrepreneur Lily Brown has soft-launched a new romance that's been brewing since her infamous trip to Bali. Lily and fellow influencer M Davies caused a stir when they asked followers whether they would regret eating a weed brownie before boarding their flight. (laughs) So who is Lily Brown's new love interest? 
Well, it's this guy called Christian Howe. So he's a micro-influencer. He's got about 14,000 followers and he's 22 years old. He is from the Gold Coast, which is where Lily Brown lives. And funnily enough, she's been, she was talking about for ages how she wanted to move to Sydney, but mm. now she is staying put in the Gold Coast. Funny about that. And this guy, Christian, he is pretty hot. He's clearly a gym guy. He's a bit of a party boy. And he spends most of his time in Bali. And he's one of those guys who makes a lot of TikTok content about being single and having one night stands. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. It kind of, it's that content where it's like, oh yeah, he's a bit of a lad. Oh, you're so like fuck a fuck boy, boy yeah. like biting his lip and kind of. Yeah. Ew. Very player vibes. I mean, he's he 22. Is, yeah. Though. I was going to say he's 22. So I think yeah. that's why. And from having a bit of a stalk, it is pretty clear that the pair knew each other before Lily's recent trip, as she has been liking a lot of his photos for months now. So back in July, Christian uploaded a shirtless photo with his six pack on display with the caption, shout out to Jenny Craig, to which Lily Brown commented, love your work, Jenny. And it seems like Lily's recent trip to Bali has really brought them closer together. So she has been traveling to Bali to deal with her suppliers for her pajama line, Chili, also having a holiday with M Davies. And, and having se- some weed brownies. That's right. And it seems like she will be going back and forth for a bit of work. So Christian appears to currently be living in Bali. He has been there for months on end. So I'm not sure what the plans are for the two of them, if they're doing long distance or she whether this just, is... It might just be a fling. Like it might just be a holiday. Well, I don't know because she's been soft launching this new relationship on a number of different platforms. So I first noticed him pop up on her Instagram stories while she was staying in Bali. Then last week, she posted two videos to TikTok where they're doing a Bali mukbang. And it's very clear that the two of them do have chemistry. They're very flirty. They're both in a YouTube video together. No, they're in a TikTok video of a mukbang. So she tagged him in it as well. So in the video, they're being very playful. He's like trying to flick insects at her and scare her. And there was this moment in the video where they were trying this walnut milk as a bit of a laugh. And Lily remarked, oh, nut milk. And then they both smirked at each other and... I can't, he kind of gave the camera the eyes. I mean, I felt very uncomfortable. You know when you're watching two people flirt and it's just you're like, like... I'm a 33-year-old woman watching somebody talk about <laughs> nut milk on TikTok. Well, under the... I think everyone picked up on the fact that there's something going on. So some of the followers wrote cuties to which she liked. Someone else wrote, he's cute, Lily. And Lily responded, don't give him a bigger head. Well, that's nice for her, isn't it, though? Yeah. Because like, her other relationship she had to keep offline. It's more entertaining for the rest of us, isn't it? It is interesting that this guy is a micro-influencer and happy to be in her videos because that's not what we've seen from Lily's relationships in the past. I think it's the last two boyfriends haven't wanted to appear online Mm. and I feel like perhaps that hasn't really been right for Lily. Yeah. Well, this guy hasn't actually shared about her yet, but he has been very vocal in the comment section because under these mukbang posts, he wrote, miss this though. And then she wrote samesies and did a little butterfly emoji. And then yesterday she took it even further with the soft launch. She uploaded a photo dump of pictures and captioned it stories saw most of it first. So there was a little hint that maybe she talked more about him on her stories, but you know, in this photo dump, there was all these different images of like her nails and just pictures of her. And then at the end, there was a FaceTime photo of him sticking his tongue out. Oh, I, I love l- how she leaves it to the last. Photo. Yeah, it's, uh, the the um Instagram dump is really clever, isn't it? Because if she uploaded just one photo of him, it yeah. looks like it, you know it's more serious. Than I it love is. the photos that people choose to put in the Instagram <laughs> dump when the main one is just to soft launch the relationship, yeah. as you said, like pictures of food and nails. Like, yeah, no one cares. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Where's the boy? Yes. 
and I'm like just so feeling so fucking happy right now. Like I've got my dogs, I've got my kids. A week on from Sky Wheatley and Michael Finch's public falling out, the pair have been posting subliminal quotes directed at one another. Sophie, can you bring us up to speed? Yeah, well, just to refresh everyone's memories, last week we did break the news that Sky Wheatley made controversial comments about OnlyFans creators, which were aired on Michael Finch's vlog. So initially, instead of apologizing, Sky tried to shift the blame to Michael for posting the content and said that it was never meant to be shared. She said, I'm so upset it's been posted online. This was out of my control. I was having a conversation with a so-called friend out of anger. Shocked it's been posted, to be honest. Trust no one. (laughs) So since then, she did speak to So Dramatic and apologize for the comments, but she hasn't issued a formal apology on her own platform. It seems like she's trying to shut down any further publicity around the comments. What a weird PR strategy, talking to So Dramatic but then not addressing it on her own channel. Like, I feel like if you're a public figure, you owe it to your fans to actually apologize or at the very least acknowledge the wrong thing that you've done. I feel like it's actually clever of her though, because, you know, she's not, not everyone would have heard about it. And also she's sort of pushed all the attention towards this friendship breakdown. So everyone's mm. talking about the friendship breakdown as opposed to the offensive comments she said. So she did do a Q&A and a follower wrote to Sky saying, miss you and Michael already. And she responded by sharing a photo of Forrest looking upset and then did a sad face and a broken heart emoji. So it's interesting that some of her followers are picking up on this friendship breakdown, but she hasn't actually addressed mm. it but yet. It's not like they used to hang out all the time. They did a they bit were more in recently. Vlogs. More, well, yeah, my, a bit, but like not every day or anything. It's clear that people know what's going on yeah well she followed up that with also a quote so she shared a quote on her instagram story saying there's a certain disrespect that an apology or explanation doesn't fix so she's trying to clearly push it that michael has apologized to her acting like he's in the wrong well michael followed it up the next day by sharing the quote i can respect a bad decision but i can't respect a liar and he accompanied it with the caption peace out girl scout I know it seems immature to be posting quotes directed at people. It seems very like MSN days when you put a song lyric, but I love it. To me, it seems more like 2016 when people would just share these passive aggressive quotes on Facebook. I like it though, because I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I like, like it. The you're goss. saying it without saying it. Yeah. You're trying to like read into I'd what's happened. I'd prefer if they just said it though. I'd prefer if they go on their story and just say it. But you know I feel like Michael's too clever for that. You know, when you really want to put something up passive aggressive, I love actually looking through the quotes. You're like, mm. yeah, that was that really works. Isn't it funny when you go through your camera roll and you realize what moment of time you were in your life and you're like, what, what's all this stuff? There's all these sex in the city quotes. What's this? Well, well I, that's right. Heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> I have been keeping an eye on Michael's content this week and he has been hanging out a lot with his OG influencer friends and they appear to be siding with him. So Shani and Michael seem to be getting a lot closer and Shani did share some banter that she had with Michael over text message about a funny photo she sent him. And also it was funny because she focused on the fact that, you know, when you add a little photo, you know, when people ring you, you can add the Mm. little profile picture. Mm. So her photo was this total flashback. It was one of Michael Finch's first ever photo shoot. So he looked like a completely different person. (laughs) 
And he um, reshared the photo and was like, wow, playing this game again, Shani. That was my first ever photo shoot, by the way. So I don't know, it just reminds me of old times. And they were also seen hanging out together at a recent brand event where Lily Brown was also there. So it seems like the gang's all back together. The sides, have been, the sides yeah. have been picked, haven't they? Yeah, well, the thing is, it seems like a bit of a fuck you to Sky because yeah. I feel like Michael was the only one out of that group that actually liked Sky mm, or nice tolerated to her. her. I feel exhausted. I feel like we've unleashed a lot of goss today. I know. I think that's all we have today. (laughs) As I said, if anyone has any juicy information they want to send us, our DMs are always (laughs) open. Now, this podcast was recorded on the traditional land of the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains. We pay respect to elders past and present. And if you want to join in on all the conversations, please head over to our Facebook group, which is Outspoken, the podcast community. And also, if you haven't already, please leave us a review if you love the podcast. And make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts and also Spotify.